This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk podcast, the preview show. It's midweek game this week. It's reading away. Who knows if it's going to be on? Who knows what's going to happen? Given us the insight, and we're probably going to talk more off the pitch than on the pitch, I reckon, Lewis. Um, yeah. This is a rare, a rare preview in that sense. But I'm joined by Lewis Radbourne, a football writer, big Reading FC fan. How are you doing, Lewis? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Couldn't get uh, the win yesterday against Lincoln, um, unfortunately. But yeah, looking forward to, to getting down to, to Reading. I came down there, I think the last time we played you, the Curtis Davis header, the equaliser. Yes, I, was, I was at that game. Um, yeah. Some <laughs> game, some game, some scenes in the stands after that one. But yeah, hoping to uh, obviously come and uh, and put, put in another good away performance. Um, Lewis, like I said, we're going to talk about off the, the pitch first, I guess. What's the latest? What's the latest that you can tell us, Derby fans? Well, um, well, I think as I'd like to think most listening probably know, we uh, the fans invaded. I think about a thousand fans invaded the pitch uh, for our home game against Port Vale last Saturday, which um, in the end got abandoned because uh, the fans were on the pitch for like probably about an hour. Um, to make our point known, because uh, our owners turned us through the mud at the end of the day. Um, I know Derby fans are familiar with what it's like and like, I remember I went to Union Derby so I around that time so I lived the um lived here and see what the fans were like with it. And we kind of knew the last few years obviously we've had point deductions, we've had 16 points deducted. That's why we went off in the 16th minute and why tennis balls being thrown on and um etc. But it was always weird like knowing that that could happen but there was never really any rumblings but this year this season it's just it's just gone. It got even worse. Um, in the summer, we there's a lot of a fair amount of optimism. Fresh start. A lot of the um, older players that have been uh, on big contracts have gone. Obviously, Ruben Sellers, young manager. Some young players being brought in, um, and it looked like the issues were hopefully going to be away. But then four point deduction, and now uh, months of tax not being paid, and now players um, only just about getting paid. Um, staff obviously being made redundant. Um, it's just not. It's not fun. Um, I mean, the Athletic released an article. Uh, I want to say a week and a half ago, um, basically going into the details uh, how 
uh, the players aren't even going in hotels before away games, although we managed to for the Wigan game, apparently, um, on Saturday. Uh, microwave meals, the players are having to eat because catering staff have had to leave um, because we, they don't have the money to afford it. Um, and the owner's just not really making a good enough attempt to sell the club. There's been plenty of interest. We know that. The fans aren't stupid. Um, you know, we're an attractive proposition. We're in a decent area of the country. We've got one of the best training grounds um, in the country. Good youth system. Um, and I'd say we're arguably one of the bigger teams in the league we're in. And But yeah, he's just not selling up. He's putting up a premium fee on something, which is just ridiculous, really. Yeah, it's been a tough time and, and Derby fans will, will understand, like you said there. Um, we've been through it. We know what it's like. Uh, the feeling that, uh, you know, that potentially you're going to lose the club you, you love. I know it's not at that stage at the moment because I, I do think there are interested parties, like you said. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was driving to work the other day and on TalkSport, I think there was a Reading fan or um, a journalist that, that kind of said, look, there's people that want to buy. There's there's interested parties. Like you say, it's uh, it's a good area of the world. You've got that Category 1 Academy as well, which, you know, I'm, I'm sure you'll want to keep. And you have been able to produce good good kind of youth players and attract names that, uh, that have come to Redden and, and played good football in the past. What's your thoughts then? Is it the case that you see something happening soon with regards to a takeover, or, or do you think this is going to carry on for a, for a little while? Um, I'd say so. Due to the game being abandoned, obviously we've had plenty of coverage uh, since then. We've had the CEO uh, Darren Dayong Pang. Uh, he's never really said a word, uh, but he went end up going on Talksport during the week, um, which was a major surprise. Um, but he just basically just telling fans to be more patient, which, I mean, the game being abandoned pretty much says how much patience we've got left, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a weird one um, because we've had we've had more statements. I think it, the last statement we had, the owner was saying, or it basically said that the owners now just wants to sell. He just wants to get rid. Before, it was like, he wants to sell, he wants to get a good fee. Apparently, he wants to sell to the right people, which is a bit ironic, but... Um, so, yeah, so I think there's a bit more optimism, but I do also think we could be here for a few more months going like this. But, uh, yeah, I think that I'm, I'm glad the pitch invasion happened, to be honest. I think it needed to be. Um, it divided the fan base a lot in terms of the fans that went to the game and obviously didn't get a game to watch in the end. But um, I think it's it's caused things in the club. Like even uh, Mark Bowen, director of football, he uh, ended up doing the pre-match press conferences before the Wigan game. Um, it's just little things like that where it wasn't happening before. The communication was a bit slack, whereas now we're getting a bit more and I think we're finally knocking on the right door. Yeah, and we spoke off air because um, I'm a little bit worried that the game's obviously going to be abandoned um, on Tuesday if the same scenes happen. Like you said there, I think you have got the focus now of the footballing world and it seems like you're getting a bit more from uh, I suppose the the regime and and kind of the world of the wider footballing world. Do you feel that there's going to be attempts to get the game abandoned on Tuesday? What are kind of your thoughts on that? Um, well, I mean, I think my, my, from personally, I don't think we need to. I think like we've like we said, the point's been made. You know, we don't really need to keep avoid, uh, abandoning games because realistically, it's just going to financially hurt the club more, and that's the last we will, last thing we want. Um, but I'd say no, I don't. I'd, I'd say I wouldn't be surprised if there are fans that do try and get on the pitch, but there won't be anywhere near the 1,000 that were 
on the pitch against Port Vale. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few that get on um, and then the stewards might take them off after a few minutes. I'd say that's the max that's going to happen. But obviously, I've seen a lot of Derby fans and swear worried about it. And rightly so. It's a long drive. Um, yeah. So, yeah, especially on a Tuesday night, which is an ideal. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm fairly confident it, that it will all be good. Yeah. And one thing on the, the pitch invasion um, against Port Vale, I, I saw uh, a news story about Reading fans that have contributed 8K towards a statue for a, a Port Vale uh, legend, I believe, um, or, or someone close to the club. 80,000 was needed. And I think Reading fans have kind of got behind the GoFundMe or whatever platform it's on. So, you know, yes, the game was called off. And I think Port Vale fans were very kind of accepting of, of that. However, Reading fans have kind of, you know, done done something worthwhile as well for, for Port Vale fans. So, yeah, that, that was nice to read. And I think it, it was needed to be done. You know, I think there were certain things that we did uh, as a club. We obviously marched and we protested. We didn't actually get on the pitch. Um, my last time on the pitch was uh, a playoff playoff uh, leg. Uh, that was my last time no, on the pitch. Same for me. Same for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, never got on the pitch as a, as a Derby fan kind of protesting. But yeah, it, it needed to be done. So hopefully, Lewis, you, you get things sorted soon um, because, you know, like we said previously, Redden have had a real history um, up and down the leagues, produced some some good players. And, and obviously, like I said, that my last trip to, to Redden was a, was a fantastic one. So we don't want you going anywhere soon. Yeah. Let's talk about the football then I th again we were talking off air and actually in certain situations like this you, you kind of see a team fold up you know they're, they're potentially not playing getting paid sorry um they're obviously like we said again off air they're not getting hotels they're not getting the right nutrition there's there's things lacking at the football club however the results haven't been that bad tell me more about that so uh, on Saturday we lost to Wigan, uh, lost one 0 away from home. Pretty drab game. Um, just one moment of quality from Asgard. Um, I think for Nash shot right into the top right corner, killed it. Um, brilliant finish. So not really a lot we could do about that. But um, apart from that, um, we lost one. So that's now two in our last ten that we've lost in the league. Um, plenty of them are draws that we probably should have got something more out of. Uh, Lincoln away stands out to me. We absolutely battered them for pretty much the majority of the game. A, a, a crappy own goal at the start of the game clearly cost us, but we managed to get a draw in the end. But uh, draws against Oxford, Peterborough away on Boxing Day was a good, good point, which probably helped you guys out. Um, so yeah, there's been definitely been an upturn in performances, and the results are slowly picking up after a fairly poor start of the season with some relegations. Um, but then Saturday just kind of reminds you that, like we're still in a dog fight, like we're definitely not there. It's a young team, and I think with everything that's gone on in the last week or so, I think that's affecting the players. We've seen um, Nelson Abbey not in the squad on Saturday, looks set to be going to Olympiacos by the sound of it after we thought he'd, re well, he'd rejected a move to Luton, allegedly. We were hailing him as a hero um, and now he looks like he's going to Olympiacos and then probably Forest because they're trying to get around the rules by the, by the looks of it. Um, so that, that one's hurt us a bit. Tom Holmes has gone joined Luton but come back on loan for the rest of the season, which is which is nice. Um but yeah, us not being able to bring in any players is I think hopefully not gonna hurt us this January. But we've got such a young team. But for me, with that young team, it can only really get better. Like they're only gonna gain more and more experience, first team experience than they would do at most other clubs. I think that's one of the 
few things we can offer that other clubs can't. I know it's a very crap situation off the pitch, um, but we can offer the young players plenty of game time. We've seen players like Nelson Abbey and Tyler Binden, especially, and Caelan Bickers, who have performed very well this season after not really being in the first team. Obviously, Binden was a summer signing. Um, but then you combine that with some of the players that we've already got that are quality. Um, Harvey Nibs and Sam Smith, both from Cambridge in the summer, free transfers. Sam Smith, a Redden boy anyway. I remember seeing him play back in like 2018 when he was like one of the, like many of the youngsters that we've got now where he was getting a look in every now and again. Um, eventually we released him. Now he's come back and he's a lot better of a player, but both of them are joint top scorers in the league, I believe six each. Um but uh, obviously, there's been a lot of rumours about players leaving due to um, our financial situation. Obviously, Charlie Savage has been linked with Derby. Apparently, we're not back in approach. Um, so we're trying to hold firm. Um, I think if, to be honest, I think with Abby going, we've got Tom Holmes and Binden still, which is okay. We've got options, but obviously, Ab Abby for me, is one of our best players this season. So it's definitely going to be a loss. Um, but I think if Sam Smith goes, that will be a big, big miss because he was injured the first few months of the season when we were really lacking a striker and the fact that he's come in and he's banged in six um, in the last like probably 10 or 11 games, I think that just shows how important he is. He's a proper poacher and with uh, Lewis Wing as well. I, I don't know how I forgot to mention him already. He's been absolutely incredible in that midfield. Um, his, his passing range at this level is ridiculous. I mean, his goal, the goal against Oxford is pretty much sums up how I'd like us to play. Lewis Wing picks up on the right-hand side fairly deep, long ball over to Sam Smith, who just touches it down and just finishes nice and calmly it shows well we do have the quality in the squad which i think is the most annoying thing that we just can't quite get the hang of it but i, I feel like we we're definitely picking up um and i think the derby game this will be a good test of where we are but from what i know um derby tend to have a bit of bottle in them every now and again um i know paul warns at points this season uh being under threat so um, I'm hoping we can nick something. I'll take a point, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I just I suppose to go back on, on what you've said there regarding transfers and players leaving, obviously everyone will look at it now and, and see Reading as potentially a selling club and, and not being able to keep hold of their keep hold of their players. You've obviously mentioned Charlie Savage there and, and Abby as well. Yeah, really interesting with regards to Abby because, like you say, I saw that tweet that said, you know, he's not going anywhere, doesn't want to go to Luton. And then the Olympiakos story seemed to, to begin with, I think, be rubbished and then kind of gathered a bit of legs and now seems to be, you know, uh, I suppose, the destination that he's going to. And, yeah, like you say there, potentially will end up, end up at, at Forest at some point, as typically happens when players get transferred over to Olympiakos. So, yeah, yeah very interesting. With regards to Charlie Savage, so I've seen a, a couple of different reports on Charlie Savage. A couple saying, yeah, he's been okay, but, you know, he's, he's nothing nothing special. Other play, other people saying that, you know, he, you can see he's got that Manchester United Academy kind of education. What's your personal opinion on Charlie Savage? I think it's a bit of both, um, where he's been a bit inconsistent here or there, but he has shown at times that he's definitely got that quality in him. Uh, I mean, the goal sticks out to me. There's Charlton in the AFL trophy, hits from the edge of the box, goes in top left, top right corner, I think it was. Um, and then free kick against Millwall and we beat him 4-0 um, in the League Cup in August. Um, he's definitely got the quality. He's got goals in him. But unfortunately, due to our financial situation, he's not being able to start games 
Um, uh, it's reported that uh, if he starts 15 games this season, he gets a wage hike. So he hasn't started a game in the league since November. Um, and that's why. So he's only been able to get off the bench. Um, but to be fair, Michael Craig and Lewis Wing are holding. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And those midfield roles pretty well. Um, so it'd probably be hard for him to get in anyway because I think Michael Craig is better defensively. He, he gets he gets around the pitch um, and he makes he makes himself known. And then Lewis Wing, like I said before, um, I think he's just passing ranges, one of the best in the league. Um, best that I've seen in League One level anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think Charlie Savage is decent, but I think, however, if we do get or can get a decent fee for him, we probably should let him go just because, I mean, we're in dire straits. Uh, if we need the money, we need the money. But I do like the fact that we're holding firm on it. Um, but I don't know whether Derby would be able to offer. I don't know how much Derby would want to offer because obviously I've seen about Corey, uh, Corey Black 400k, I think I've seen that the bid's been accepted for. I don't know. I don't really know how much I'd put Charlie Savage at as worth. Well, probably between half a mil to a mil, just because we've got him on the contract till 2027. So, um, and he's 21, I think. Oh, he's like he's early 20, so he's got a lot of sell-on value in the future. Um, but yeah, apparently, I think it's you, Stockport, and then I think an unnamed Championship team interested. So he's got interest from all over the EFL. So it'll be very interesting to see whether he remains a Reading player come the end of the window. But I do think he's decent. I would like him to stick around because I think in the future he can be a great player for us. Yeah, it's interesting because I think obviously he's not playing at the moment. He's got this issue with his contract. But then, like you said there, you're holding firm on a fee. He's probably worth X amount. However, teams aren't going to pay that because they they probably think that they can get him a bit cheaper. So they'll probably wait maybe later in the window, potentially in the summer. And I think, obviously, Robbie, his dad, is obviously coming on the radio and saying that there's bids in place and, and teams are interested. Paul Warren came out and said, nope, don't don't know anything about that one, um, which, of course, could be incorrect. He might be uh, throwing a, a couple of journalists off the, the smell of that one. But, yeah, it's interesting because you'd imagine a, a player like Charlie Savage and, and the, the way that, that Reading, uh, I suppose, kind of conducting themselves off the pitch in the moment, he'd be expecting to, to play more games. But understandably, if he's got that that clause in the contract, then it's yeah, it's clear to see why he's he's kind of not starting as well. You've obviously mentioned Sam Smith there. Sam Smith, um I'm I'm from Cambridge, so so know the impact that he had at Cambridge United and, and kept them in the league. 
um, last season. He's obviously come back to Reading. Is he the one player that's going to win you this game or is there somebody else that, that has the potential to, I suppose, put the ball in the back of the net, really? Um, I'd say, well, Sam Smith is the main guy. He's the main man up front. Um, he's pretty much the only striker that we've got that guarantee goals. Um, Kelvin, Ehebashman, I'm not really sure if he's really got the quality. Um, he just doesn't really seem like he's got too much about him. This bit reminds me of Lucas Zhao where tall guy but doesn't really get about make himself known when he when he can um but i'd say harvey nibs as well is probably one to watch out he um there's some games where he seems like he just lets it slip by but then he'll he'll come up with a goal every now and again and he's definitely got the quality too um and him and smith like to combine a lot um on the left hand side so yeah i'd say smith is the main one to worry about i think if you keep him quiet i think you'll have a good game um, but I'd also say Nibs and, and Femi Aziz as well. Again, I don't know how I forgot to mention him. Um, he's been brilliant the last few games. Uh, we, if, if Femi Aziz has been around the squad for about two or three years now. And he's been a player where you watch him every time and you can see that he's really good. Like You can see he's got the quality, but he just never has the kind edge. But the last few games, he started to get goals. Um, and, and good ones at that. His goal against Eastley was brilliant. And his goal against Wigan as well. Um, so... I'd say Femi Aziz is also one. He's a bit more of a bit of a live wire, but I think if you keep Sam Smith quiet, um, I think you'll be all right. Yeah, he's definitely one. I think that all all Derby fans will look out for. I think when he was obviously touted in the summer as as leaving Cambridge United, obviously didn't sign that contract. I think he was actually offered a contract as, as far as I'm concerned, but wanted to move on. And I think there were a couple of teams that were probably interested. I imagine Derby might have been interested as well because someone that scores goals at this level, um, they're worth their weight in gold, as we've seen with Alfie May. And I was going to say James Collins there, but he doesn't score. Uh, he didn't score that many last year, unfortunately. Um, what kind of, uh, I suppose, what weaknesses could Derby exploit then? How, how are Derby going to come to, to Reading and, and win this game? Um, to be honest, I think I think you've just got to be on the front foot. I think if Derby, Derby, clearly, I think you're a team where if you have confidence in yourselves, which you should do based on the run that you're on, um, I think our defence can get quite scared. We, it is a young team, like I've said. Um, we've got an 18-year-old Tyler Binden with Tom Holmes, who's fairly experienced, but he, at championship level, he's not been great last few seasons. Um, Andy Yeard on the right back. He's decent. I was looking for you in the summer, I think, from memory. Um, and then left back, we've got Gerald Dorsett, who's a centre back playing out of position, but he's doing fairly well there. Um, to be honest, I, I, we've, I think if you can get past Craig, which uh, he's, he's a small guy, he puts himself about, but he's a small guy. I think if um, you had Fauna or Smith in there who could deal with him, I think you'd, I th I think you'd be all right. I think you've just got to be confident, really, because I think. Um, where we're a young team, we can be a bit fragile. And when we get under pressure, I think that's the main problem we've had. We've conceded a lot of injury time goals this season, a lot more than I care to mention. So um, I think if you, I think if you're just on the front foot the whole game, don't try and be too defensive. I think you can easily get a result. Yeah, well, we like a, a late goal. I saw a stat on on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it these days, um, about the the top late goal scorers in in the league, and, and we're right up there. So, yeah, as you'd expect of a Paul Warren team, they they go the full ninety minutes. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. You say that maybe we'll see some uh, some late uh, goals um, on on Tuesday. 
Is there anyone that, that you look at and think, right, we need to maybe watch out for this? Similar, I guess, similar to how I've said about Smith being the one to watch for you. Who do you think of the, the Derby team is, is going to cause you the most problems? I mean, I think I think there's only one answer. I think it's Mendes Lang. He's been ridiculous this season. Um, obviously, got that two-year deal, I think, a few weeks ago. Um, and rightly so. He, he's absolutely deserved it. Um, and he, he's arguably been one of the best players in the division this season. In my opinion, um, I think it's just his pace and his power, um, and obviously his dribbling is really good. But I think his pace and his power, not many fullbacks can really keep up with it. And I think Jerry or Dorset against Mendes Lang. Now that I think about it, it, would actually be quite interesting to see if Dorset can keep up with him physically, because I think he might be able to. To be fair, um, but yeah, I think Mendes Lang is got to be. Um, I think he's easily been your best player this season. I think he's caused many League One defenses problems. Uh, I think he'll do the same for us. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think he's been he's been fantastic and and well worth that that two year deal and and we're happy that he's he's staying around. I guess for us we we need other players to to kind of pitch in as well, so it kind of takes the emphasis off him. Um, I come on and do these preview shows every week, and everyone always mentions Mendes Lang, and you can see why. But I just wish someone would say somebody you know somebody else, and and obviously it's been. Rumoured, um, strong rumours are, are gathering pace now with regards to, to Blackett Taylor. So we'll have to see if he can uh, he can get in the door. Whether it's uh, in time for Tuesday, I don't know, but wouldn't mind seeing him off the uh, off the bench on on Tuesday. With that in mind, looking forward to Tuesday, I'll get your uh, get your score prediction. What are you thinking, Lewis? Um, I don't know. I uh, I'm probably going to go two one Derby. Just because I just I don't really know since since well since this all has kicked off again last week or so we had a pretty bad performance against Wigan. If Abby actually goes, which it might be confirmed by then, I don't know. Um, then I feel like it just I feel like the whole area or, like, or everything around the club might just not feel as good. And I feel like sometimes I can get to the players. And obviously, Darby, you guys are doing absolutely brilliantly at the moment um, near the top of the league. So. I think you'll be full of confidence and fans will be in song like Derby fans usually are. So, um, yeah, I'd say it'll be a narrow win, but I don't see us conceding many. But I wouldn't be surprised if we do get a point, though. Um, but, yeah, I think Derby will probably nick it. Yeah, I agree. I'm thinking along the same lines. We don't tend to win by much when we do win. And I think, yeah, 2-1 has been my guess for every game this season, to, to be quite honest. But, yeah, I, I see that happening. I think, like you said there, if if heads go down, if you lose a couple this week or if, you know, another another player exits or you get some more negative news, um, you know, which I hope you don't get, I think that could, could lead to more... Um, I guess frustration in the crowd and and not kind of you know getting what you want. Has the the the, the kind of the the gates completely dropped dropped off then, or are you still getting support that are, that are kind of showing up to kind of say, look, we want our club back, we we want this this kind of regime to to end, or have, have the the kind of the gates dropped, Lewis? Um, well, the gates have been dropping over the last few years anyway. Progressively, the numbers have been getting lower. Um, and I say this season, obviously they've gone down. That's what happens with relegation. Um, but the fact, but now it's for me personally, the fans that are going now are the proper fans that can, um, and are showing it. Um, and, and you can hear. I think I mean your away fans will find out on Tuesday that 
Club 1871 next next to the away fans. They always make loads of noise. Um, they make it a decent atmosphere in our stadium, which a lot of a lot of fans call us tin pot because our fans allegedly aren't great. But I think we're actually quite underrated. Just because we haven't got the numbers doesn't mean we can't make noise. Um, and I certainly think the fans that go now, they're the ones that love the club. They're passionate about it. They're not doing it just because Brendan are doing well. Like if we were in the Premier League, I guarantee you we'd be getting we'd be selling out every game because we have a lot of fans. Uh, in my area that support bigger teams because, I mean, besides Reading, so I'm from Basingstoke, and besides besides Reading, the nearest team in like the top two divisions is Southampton or one of the teams in London. So realistically, if you're not supporting Reading, you're supporting someone that's from not far away. It's like at my school, there's probably about 200 in my year and I'm one of two Reading fans, which for me, with Reading being 20 minutes off the road, is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, so I think we don't really have a lot of fans, even though we definitely should have more. But I think the ones that are going now, they're the ones that make the club what it is. Yeah, for sure. And, and like we said at the top of the show, you know, thoughts with with Reading fans at the moment. We've been there, and I think when you've experienced something yourselves as a as a group of, of fans, you can have kind of pity on on uh, on those that are going through something similar so yeah we we do hope it, it gets sorted soon for you lewis and uh yeah we'll still be coming obviously to win on on tuesday night but beyond that uh we wish you the the very best this season with that in mind what's kind of your thoughts on how it plays out in terms of, of footballing uh, in terms of i guess where you're going to finish this year is it a case of you you're kind of looking behind you and thinking what what's gonna what's gonna happen or is it a case of you're comfortable that you know you're gonna consolidate and and keep keep where you are kind of thing um to be honest oh, I can't really I can see relegation happening I think it's a very real possibility um and the fact that we can't bring anyone in because uh, the fact that we can't bring anyone in this month um could really hurt us down the line if we get a few injuries we could be screwed um but I do think like I said before I do think we have the quality in the squad where we can I think we're better than I don't think we're one of the four worst teams in the league put it that way I think so I, I, I think we can stay up it's just it's just winning the games that we should be winning um which we there's been plenty where we haven't losing to Fleetwood at home is one that sticks out to me um and stuff like that and then, then games we've, we've bottled we have we're two, leading Portsmouth 2-0 uh, at the end of October and amongst a really good run and then end up losing 3-2 it's like Games like that where we should be winning, we've got a lead and then we bottle it. If we can snap that out, then I think we'll be fine. Um, but I think relegation could be a very real possibility. Um, and I really hope we don't. Obviously, one, because you don't want your team to get relegated. But two, if we're in League Two, uh, we're less likely to have prospective buyers. If you're in League One, you're obviously a more attractive proposition. Um, so ideally, staying up. But think it could happen yeah yeah I, I think I agree I don't think you are relegation worthy in terms of when I've seen you this season I saw you away at Cambridge which was a a game which probably could have gone either way and I've, I've seen you a, a couple of times and in terms of highlights and I think actually you know we've been yeah like we said we you've got the the form at the moment isn't that bad so yeah I I don't think that that that's going to happen personally but like you say we don't know what's going to happen over the coming weeks what's going to happen over the next you know couple of months but yeah like i say wish you all the best um past tuesday thanks so much for for coming on lewis and, and chatting all things reading and uh yeah if you've enjoyed this episode 
please do go and rate us five star on wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we will be back on Sunday uh, reviewing two games, um, which is which is rare. We've got a midweek and obviously got next Saturday as well. So, yeah, we will see you on Sunday. Lewis, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.